It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. This week, things are a little different. Instead of a story, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl. Yes, football season hasn't even started yet, but Atlanta is gearing up to host the NFL's biggest event, February 3rd, 2019. Folks who are far better at math than I am have calculated that July 18th is 200 days out from the kickoff. In observance of that milestone, AJC.com launches our coverage of all things Super Bowl 53 today. You'll find everything we've done and all the coverage to come at AJC.com 53. Join us there as we take the ball and run with it into next year. In addition to the game, we'll have everything you need to know about tickets, the stadium, the entertainment, how to get there, what to do when you do, and how the game will impact our city. Details may be scarce, but we've gathered everything we've done in one place and added some brand new information, including a county-by-county guide to Airbnbs and what the prices are looking like for those. We have some info on local government and host committee preparations, a look at the odds of the Falcons making it to the game, and information on how to volunteer. And we're not going to let the earliness of the date deter us from talking about the game. So I've asked our music writer, Melissa Ruggieri, who also happens to be a big football fan, to join me in some discussion, speculation, and reminiscing. Welcome, Melissa. Well, hi, Shane. So, um, Super Bowl. I'm uh, so excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a diehard NFL fan. I have in my entire life. So to yeah. have the Super Bowl in my backyard is a pretty cool thing. But yeah. but we got to cover it a couple of years ago when the Falcons actually went to the Super Bowl in right. Houston. And I was part of the team that went out there to sweat in February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which hopefully won't be happening. We don't want ice, but we also don't want to sweat. We want right. nice weather. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which we have had before. Yes. We have had the ice before. Um, it's actually at twice that Atlanta has hosted the Super Bowl before. Mm-hmm. Um, and isn't that the reason why the roof thing had to happen with the Georgia Dome and now with Mercedes-Benz? Yeah. Because they got, I, they got scared by yeah, an ice yeah. storm one time. And... Yeah, because there, there was a lot of speculation that, that we were having trouble getting it back again because of that mm-hmm. last time. Because that was in 2000, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a lot of ice and things before the game. Um, caused lots of trouble for, for people, and then they didn't really expect it. They're like, Atlanta, it's hot there, isn't right, it? Right, Super Bowl snow jam. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that was 2000, and that was the last time. Right. And before that, it was 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Super Bowl 28 and Super Bowl 53. 
No. Super Bowl 28 and Super Bowl 34 mm-hmm. were the last ones, and this new one will be 53. 53, right. Um, so, yeah, uh, and uh, we're, of course, excited about what uh, what they'll bring to uh, the halftime show, but, but we won't know that for quite a while. No, actually, we're not going to know a lot of anything until later in the fall. The halftime performer, they typically wait until about November because they want the regular NFL season momentum to have started and right. people really engrossed right around that time, and that's when they spring it on you, although we all know it leaks <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. days or weeks in advance. Yeah. But they will start probably, it's, it was October last year, but it'll probably be more like September this year announcing some of the other things that go on because that's the thing when we went to Houston you know you you think of Super Bowl you think of the game and maybe the weekend of Super Bowl it's a week 10 day out thing now because of course there's money to be made so why not try and get people to come into the city as early as possible to you know to go out to restaurants to do Mm -hmm. the other activities so what they've done the last few years is they have staged numerous major concerts in in that in the host city in the week leading up to the Super Bowl. So I actually uh, talked to my my good friend, John Bream. He's the music critic at the Minneapolis Star Tribune. So he went through this last year and we recapped his experience. So last year they had J-Lo, Pink, and Imagine Dragons playing Mm -hmm. at their downtown armory. They also had the Dave Matthews Band playing in St. Paul. One of my sources who works with a company called On Location that does a lot of the ticketing experiences and and other things, we can talk about them in a second. But... um, they said last year was a little bit of an anomaly because Minneapolis and St. Paul are really like two distinct cities and yeah. people were sort of confused as to, you know, where's the game, where's <laughs> the whatever. So they had to split up some of the entertainment. Right. With Atlanta, they predict that they will concentrate stuff more in the downtown area right. because they, they want it to be near the excitement of where everything's going to be happening. And sure. And as, as I said to her today when we were talking about it, I said, you know, well, with public transportation, you kind of want that to happen too, because mm-hmm. if you start putting things out too far, you're going to run into traffic problems yeah. and, you know, people taking Uber, not knowing where they're going, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. all, all those kinds of things. Yeah. But um, with those shows, again, it probably will be September, October, but, yeah. you know, Phillips Arena will have just reopened a few months earlier, so they're going to want to show it off. And right. I'm sure that, you know, we're going to get a lot of top names and yeah. they don't necessarily focus on people who are from the particular region, you know, whether it's the halftime performer or these shows, they're just looking for major concerts. If you remember a few years ago, we had the NCAA final four. Yes. And then we had those big concerts in Centennial park with the Zach Brown band and Dave Matthews band and muse. And it was like three days, I think. And and even with the college football playoffs this past year with, you know, Mm -hmm. Kendrick, but then, but prior to Kendrick, there were three days of concerts. So, and it was mostly downtown. And it was, it was mostly downtown and it was cold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love the cold, but even my toes were frozen. I was like, okay, I'm not sure I want to be out here for eight hours, yeah. but, but I would fully expect to see Centennial Park utilized to to the extreme because when we were in Houston, um, the hotel, the host hotel was was the new Marriott and it was next to their convention center, which is where they set up the NFL experience, right. which I presume they're going to do, you know, downtown by at our convention center as well. Yeah. But the um, next to the host hotel outside my window, <laughs> even yeah. though I was on like the 30th floor, you could look right down onto this park. Yeah. And for the week leading up, probably started that Wednesday or Thursday, they had nightly shows by ZZ Top, Solange, Gary Clark Jr. Those were more targeted to people who were from Texas. Right. And whether they were bigger acts or local people performed mm-hmm. during the day. So I would anticipate seeing something like that happening here. Yeah. And the other thing that they've um, they started last year at Minneapolis, it's called Super Bowl Live. 
and it's a 10-day festival that they do outdoors. I know. It's like my head is already spinning from this. It's a good wow. thing we're starting this countdown so yeah. I can start getting myself prepared <laughs> for what's to come in the next five months. Yeah. But um, the, the, the uh, Super Bowl Live 10-day festival, what they did last year was that was also focused more on musicians and chefs from the area and every day they closed off a street and they did like an open market kind of thing because you know in Minneapolis that's what you want to do in February yeah (laughs) yeah. and I remember what's one of the so uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis performed the revolution performed and when Brown Mark from the revolution came in a few months ago to talk with us Mm -hmm. it was right after the Super Bowl and we were talking about and he's like he's like I've never felt my finger so frozen in all the years I've been performing I mean so we probably won't have quite that problem here but yeah that's yeah. probably where I think we're going to see, you know, a lot more regional or, or you know, su- at least yeah. southern artists probably yeah. performing, and huh. not necessarily like you know the big arena shows or right. Whatever. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that it's like it's not necessarily like the the at least the big halftime show isn't mm-hmm. isn't so much focused on like local because back when we first hosted in '94, mm-hmm. the lineup uh, did include Travis Tritt, ah. who was from Georgia. Yes. It was very much a country lineup. I think they thought. Atlanta right. country, you know, right. and, and that was, you know, the the hip hop main the the big hip hop scene here hadn't really gone mainstream right. so right. much then, um, so people probably thought of Atlanta more in that way. Um, so yeah, the 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 acts that have performed at halftime seem to have gotten bigger. They have, and and certain years. I mean, even in two thousand, ours was Phil Collins, so it wasn't oh, wow. really. Phil Collins. I remember it Phil Collins was, doing Phil Collins. Show. Phil Collins and Christina Aguilera. Okay. Uh, Tony Braxton. So oh, there was, so an, there was uh, an Atlanta connection there. Yeah. Or, yeah. So they've done that in the past, but, you know, they've sort of left that behind. They Because they have. get really huge names now. But, you know, what's interesting. A few years ago, the Super Bowl was at MetLife Stadium in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought, Bon Jovi never played the Super Bowl halftime show or, right. or bring back Springsteen. Right. You know, No, it, was, <laughs> it yeah. wasn't either. You know, So I'm not sure that they're typically looking. No. And here's... Here's the other thing to keep in mind too, as far as the halftime performer goes. Look at the past few years of you know who it's who it's been. When you had you know you have Lady Gaga one year, um, you you had uh, oh gosh I forgot who was last year. Oh Justin Timberlake. You have Justin right. Timberlake. It was a little forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have Justin Timberlake yeah. last year. You had Beyonce the year before that mm-hmm. I believe. Everybody practically the moment they came off stage, the email came about their tour that yes. was being announced or right. their new album that was dropping. Right. So artists are now using it as the tie-in or the launching pad sure. for the next thing that they have coming up. So you kind of have to stop and look at who isn't touring right now right. because Taylor's probably out. She's playing two dates here in August already. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect to see her. She's already in the cycle, if you will. Right. Um, somebody who's kind of come to mind is, believe it or not, Garth Brooks because he's hmm. mentioned that he has another album coming out soon. Right. Uh, it would be Sort of be a way to make amends, I guess, for for the last time he played Mercedes-Benz right. Stadium, right. even though it certainly isn't the same crowd that would, you know, that would have gone to his initial yeah. show here. Uh, you know, but I mean, but he's an act who certainly could command, you know, yeah. the stage like that. As you say, for some reason, they tend to think country in Georgia. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he could fit that mold as well, you know. That's true. Probably not Elton John. You know, he will have already said goodbye right. here in November. You know, I mean, so when you start thinking about... Maybe people, maybe McCartney again. You know, I mean, he, mm-hmm. he keeps announcing dates, but <laughs> right, know? right, yeah. You, you just never, never know. know. You I never mean, know. I mean, you know, there's there there are websites devoted to you know odds makers. I'm also you know long as a as long as being a football fan, I'm a big gambler. Oh, yeah, as you exactly. Know? Yes, <laughs> so, yes. So I read all these sites that already have odds out to you know who's going to possibly right. be the halftime entertainment. You know? Yeah. But 
you also don't know, you know, people's schedules and all that kind right. of stuff. Right. And it, I mean, it's interesting. You, you mentioned like November or so, because mm -hmm. I, I went back and researched like the last two mm -hmm. and when that got announced. And it was both times it was here in Atlanta, they announced the headliners like in the weeks, the couple of weeks before Christmas. Oh, wow. So well, it was that, really Both times late. it was in Atlanta? Both times it was in Atlanta. One week it was the week of Christmas. Wow. Uh, the other week I think it was the week before that. I think they've gotten earlier with the advent of the internet and social media right. and everything because I think keeping things a secret now yeah. is so much harder. <laughs> you know, you can sign as many non-disclosure agreements as you want, but right. the word is always going to get out, you know, either from the artist camp or, you know, fans have bizarre ways of finding things out sure. that I'm always just in awe of sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know that? You know, yeah. but um, but yeah, I think we we definitely have a couple months. I, I would say like late September is probably when we might hear things rolling out as far as these other shows, right? The, and, the, yeah, the satellite shows yeah, that, exactly. that aren't necessarily you know tied, tied directly to the, to the game, game itself, right? Yeah. But the th a couple things to keep in mind. So with these satellite shows. Anybody can buy a ticket to them. So, mm -hmm. you know, you would just go buy a ticket just like you would go if you want to go see Pink and she's playing at Phillips Arena, you go buy a ticket. Same right. kind of thing. Uh, with this on-location uh, company, they, they're like ticket packages, hotel packages, and also, you know, entertainment packages. So yeah. if you wanted to just do everything at once and you're somebody who knows, you know, if you're coming from out of town or whatever, that you want to you want to know where everything's coming from. I'm sure we'll be talking about this 5,000 times leading up to the Super Bowl, yeah. but ticket scams and, you know, oh, yeah. scalpers and all that kind of stuff is just going to be, it's always such a problem with, yeah. with this, which is um, one reason why this company started after the 2015 Super Bowl, or actually at the 2015 Super Bowl, this on location was to sort to help prevent a lot of the scalping and scamming and just kind of right. have a one-stop shop for everything. Yeah. So you can get your tickets through all the entertainment through one giant package. I have no idea what it costs. I'm sure you have to mortgage the house again. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, so, considering how much a Super Bowl ticket exactly. costs just alone. Just alone. So yeah. you add in all the other stuff. But, you know, if this is the thing you want to do and it's been on your bucket list and, you know, you don't have to worry about buying individual tickets to every event that you might want to go to, it's already done for you, yeah. package deal, you're good. If you live in Atlanta and you just, you know, you're not going to go to the game, but you just want to go to any of the concerts, you could still just, you know, go online and buy a ticket once those go on sale. And, right. and as you mentioned in your intro, you know, we will certainly have all this information rolling out as soon as we have it and Definitely. let everybody know where they can go to find out, you know, where yeah. things are, where things are. <laughs> yeah. And you can even sign up for alerts. Well, you know, we send out whenever we hear big news like this, mm -hmm. um, you know, we have breaking news alerts and things like that. And you can sign up for those at AJC.com. And that way you're the first to know. Um, but we'll be doing it at AJC.com slash 53. Um, so keep up there. Uh, all the stuff that Melissa's talking about, we will have there. So what else? What else do we need to uh, talk about here? Um, the Super Bowl. Uh, no you know, New England Patriots. No yeah. New England Patriots. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, you know that brings up the, the of course the case of the Falcons. Sure. Um, you know, if they were somehow yeah. to make it to the Super Bowl, it would be uh, history making. It, it would be it because would be. no team has ever played uh, in their home. In their home Shane, I'm so impressed you know that being a non-football fan. And <laughs> you've done your research. I have done my <laughs> yeah. research. Well, yeah. last year, the, the Minnesota Vikings almost did it. They, they yeah. got very, very close to doing it. And that was going to be really exciting. Um, but, you know, things just turn out the way they do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, and the, the Falcons have had strong teams, you know, even though last mm -hmm. year was not gr as great as the season prior. They, right. They've made some changes in the offseason. You know, I think, I think they've got a good shot. But, you know, yeah. 
we could talk about this in November or December and right. probably have a better idea. Right. <laughs> of yeah, what yeah. It's a lot harder to know even yeah. before the season has started. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Although I did place a bet on them to win their division. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> so yes. I have hope that, yes. that they might be, you know, at least getting into the playoffs and getting close to, to yeah. playing in the Super Bowl. But that, that wouldn't that be cool? That would actually right. be It really would. I mean, especially, you know, after the disappointment of a couple yes. of years ago. That That's was... not even the word. Yeah. Disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan just from where I grew up and, you know, how I grew up. But, you know, I, of course, support the Falcons, you know, living here. And I think, and I, as a football fan, I think they're a great team. That that Super Bowl against the Patriots was just yeah, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> so they they can maybe make amends and, and, you know, at least try and win one in their hometown. That would right. be cool. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, that, that. There's our bit of football because you know we had to talk about football since uh, it is the Super Bowl after all. Uh, but there will be so many other things going on. That's the thing about when you host a big event mm-hmm. like this, like we, you mentioned the Final Four mm-hmm. we've done before, um, the college football, college playoffs. football. Yeah. yeah. So and anytime those things happen, there's so much going yes. on. And it's also a great opportunity for people to come and discover the great dining scene Absolutely, here. Absolutely, yes. Um, we have a lot going on in Atlanta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's interesting how the Super Bowl has become sort of this all-encompassing entertainment event. Now, yeah. You know, I mean, by the time, I know, and, and maybe this was just from covering it and having been there for five or six days before the actual game and, you know, being out till two or three in the morning, you know, right. whatever. And I was just exhausted by the time Super Bowl Sunday came. But even at that point, we were like, Oh, right, the game. Yeah. <laughs> and again, even as a huge football fan, I was like, oh, yeah. right. And, you know, and I, my media badge allowed me to go into the stadium. And, you know, it's a, it's an honor, really. I mean, how many people really right. get to see yeah. a Super Bowl in person? And even with that, you know, I, I was still just so, you, you get so tired from everything because there's so much else going on. And, right. and you almost forget about, oh, this is why this is right. all happening. Yeah. There's this little game thing on Sunday yeah. that yeah. everybody's going to be paying attention to for a few hours. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of, it's like the people who come, it's like the, the I, I looked this up as well. <laughs> um, the last two Super Bowls here, uh, the attendance was just under seventy three thousand. Okay. And and Mercedes Benz holds seventy five, I believe. I think they're close to eighty on oh, really? some things. Yeah, maybe. Because I know yeah, the Garth Brooks show was about eighty, um, yeah. but that had seats on the floor. Right. So, right. It depends right. on the configuration. Right. And exactly. All of that, yeah. I yeah. I forgot what their football configuration is, but yeah, I mean, you know, look at what what MLS is doing with the Atlanta United. I mean, yeah. setting records every week. So yeah. I'm sure they're they're capable of getting at least seventy five thousand in yeah. there and probably beat the old Atlanta records. Right. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. They probably can, yeah. I would imagine. But yeah, that's and but that's an interesting thing because, you know, seventy three, seventy five thousand something like that that's the people that are coming into town for the game mm-hmm. but those are not the only people Mm-mm. who come into town <laughs> yeah plus you have the people who are in town who may right. not who don't live downtown who will be going downtown or right. you know wherever these events are taking place so yeah you're talking a couple hundred thousand people yeah. easily who you know it's sort of like our our, la- our big labor day weekends here with with dragon con and the chick-fil-a right. bowl and everything you know like kind of you know, quadruple that, I yeah. think, is probably what we're going to be looking at traffic-wise. Yeah. So I would say either go out of town if you are not interested in <laughs> any of this, <laughs> or if you don't live in the, in the Atlanta area, you know, just stay where you are or right. prepare to take public transportation and don't even try to drive. I mean, right. that's just a headache that, oh yeah, who needs it? Yeah. You know, it's not Plus, worth it. Plus, it's like, and, and you mentioned go out of town, going out of town, um, you know, 
people can maybe rent their house out. While That's true. They, you you know, mentioned Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, there's money to be made and if again, you don't want to be in town for it. Money to be made for at least a week in yep. advance of, yep. of the game. It's not even just that weekend. You know, yeah. Think of all the places that are going to be selling parking, parking in quotation marks, <laughs> you know, for like 40 bucks to right. you know, park in somebody's lawn yeah. or whatever. Yeah. There'll be a lot of entrepreneurs out, I believe. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> in, I in am week, sure. So. Yeah, so that's like we we will have a county by county guide to the Airbnbs and stuff, cool. and you can find out what, um, you know, if you can do it, what the laws are, that sort right. of thing. Because there are some some jurisdictions that won't allow people to rent out their home, stuff like that. So that's the kind of information you'll find um, at ajc.com/slash fifty three, uh, which we will have going from now until. After the game, because we'll, of course, recap everything. <laughs> everything, yes. Um, you know, it, we'll lead you up to it and then take you past it and all of that. Um, so what else do we need to uh, talk about here? Well, you know, stay tuned to the Music Scene blog also. Because oh, yes, that's where, that's where I'll have all the information as I get it yep. regarding all these entertainment and concert things that, that right. we've discussed. Um, right. And food, you know, is going to, you mentioned, you know, yep. Atlanta being such a big food town. I mean, they, the uh, the people I've been talking with have, have also, you know, really specified that it's not just concerts that chefs and culinary type activities yeah. are going to be a big part of what they do here because Atlanta is getting known to be such a right. foodie area. So, right. you know, that'll be a cool thing too. Right. And, yeah. You know, maybe come down to, you know, check out a chef or something and there might be some concert going on behind yeah. you. That's, that's right. And, you know, and, and, you know, when I mentioned these bigger shows that will be ticketed, like you could just go buy a mm-hmm. ticket, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's free too. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember the stuff in Houston, those shows like ZZ Top and Solange, in the park, those are all free. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. you could just go in and you know stand and hear or see whatever right. you think you can. One thing that was really interesting when um, when we covered the the Houston one, Ryan Horn, our video producer, and I, we uh, decided we wanted to go to. There was a show that was being produced one night with it was it was an ATL show. It was called yeah. it was called like ATL Rap something, and it was Ludacris and Big Boy and somebody uh, maybe Two Chains and. But it was at <laughs> it was at a place called Funland, <laughs> which happens to be the skating rink where Beyonce grew up oh, roller wow. skating. It's wow. one of those like you know arcade type. Whatever. Oh yeah, it was probably about forty miles outside of wow. Houston. And oh, I remember we drove story. out there at you know eleven <laughs> o'clock at night because the show was supposed to start at midnight or you know yeah. something like that. It was the creepiest thing ever. I have to say because there was nobody there. <laughs> no one ever showed up, including the artists, you know, oh, or yeah. the promoter or whatever. Right. And you know, we hung around till like two in the morning waiting for something to happen, and you know, it, it was just kind yeah. of kind of a disaster, if you will. Yeah. All that to say, there might be some off the beaten path type of entertainment that's happening right. Right. <laughs> as well. That, oh yeah. That you know might be at like a Top Golf or you know or you know someplace right. like that. Right. That will also keep you up to right. date of yeah. you know that maybe they might stray from downtown a little yeah. bit to, to and we'll try to check those out and make sure that people are actually going to show yeah, up. Yeah, we'll do what we can <laughs> to you know to check on the legitimacy <laughs> of what might actually be happening. Right. And and as that week went on, I remember you know I think we got there the Monday prior. And it was kind of quiet Monday, Tuesday, and you know you're sort of going, okay, I gotta find stuff to cover. Oh, what's going on in the park, you know? But by yeah. Wednesday, Lord, I mean, there were just you know emails being we were bombarded with you know events that were happening, and you yeah. know the certain um, companies and corporations that were having you know special events for their yeah. for their employees that you know they would invite the media out to or whatever, and yeah. you know there's going to be a lot of that kind of corporate things. Oh yeah, I'm sure there'll be an embarrassment of riches. We'll, there will we'll be. Try to find you know we'll try to find the best stuff right. that you should go to. We'll. We'll pull out best bets and things like that, but you never know. You might run across something really cool mm-hmm. while they're here because, yeah. you know, and, and it, the thing is that 
this town has some great stuff going on no matter what time of year it is. Um, and I'm sure that they're going to really pull out the stops oh, yeah. for, uh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. This is this is the time you really want to shine. If you yeah. really want to show what Atlanta has to offer, this is your shot. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's mean? for sure. This is when the spotlight is going to be on you for a week and you want to make sure you've got everything in perfect condition yep. and, you know, going smoothly and nothing that people are going to be talking about on social media because no. you know how that goes. One misstep <laughs> and no one remembers any of the good stuff. Right, exactly, exactly. And there will be lots of good stuff yeah um so uh check out our coverage of the super bowl coming up we're launching it today on july 18th uh, because that's 200 days out (laughs) from the actual date of the super bowl uh, which will be february 3rd 2019 and you'll find all of our coverage at ajc.com 53 um, thanks for joining sure. me, Melissa. And I'm sure we'll be talking again in the, oh, yeah. in the next few months. <laughs> for sure, for sure. We will be all about the Super Bowl, um, so stay tuned. Let's take a look at what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. It's hot out there, but things are cooler in North Georgia. That's why it's the perfect time to head north for the Georgia Mountain Fair in Hiawassee. Opening day at the fair is Friday, July 20th, when the Bellamy Brothers will play two shows. In fact, there will be music every day for the run of the fair. You'll also find lots of the usual fair-related fun, including carnival games and arts and crafts. You can also get a glimpse into North Georgia's rich history and culture, with a pioneer village and demonstrations of the way things used to be done, such as the making of moonshine and cider, blacksmithing, and quilting. Check out the Georgia Mountain Fair, which begins Friday, July 20th, and continues through July 28th. Admission is $12, and you'll find the complete lineup of musical performers, directions, and details at georgiamountainfairgrounds.com. Jason Aldean grew up in Macon listening to George Strait, John Anderson, and Keith Whitley, but it's apparent in the sound of his music that there was some southern rock sinking in somewhere too. In 2005, his debut album went gold just 12 weeks after its release, and he was named the 2007 Academy of Country Music's Top New Male Vocalist. Since then, he's scored more than 25 top 10 country hits. He's used to playing stadiums, but he's playing for the first time at SunTrust Park this weekend with some special guests. The reformed Hootie and the Blowfish are among the openers for Aldine, and this is one of only three shows on the band's schedule. The other two are in Charleston. The regular price tickets for the Saturday, July 21st show were $40.50 to $89.75, but those seem to be gone. If you want to go, you'll probably pay more than that, but you can find them. Start at LiveNation.com. The doors open at 4 p.m. The show is scheduled to start at 5.30 p.m. at SunTrust Park. It's the perfect way to beat the heat in late July, but the 8th Annual Atlanta Ice Cream Festival has something more in mind for attendees. In addition to the frozen treats, you'll find a variety of health and wellness activities, fitness routines, food and non-food vendors, live local music entertainment, and even a morning 5K fight cancer walk. The festival got its start in 2010 and provides the perfect family outing for a late July weekend, offering a little indulgence and a little healthy recreation. It's all about balance, after all. Head to Piedmont Park for the Atlanta Ice Cream Festival from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. July 28th, and admission is free. Go to AtlantaIceCreamFestival.com for more info. For those who are looking for a more adult treat, check out the Great Southern Beer Fest. 
This festival combines craft beer, country rock, and southern food with a dash of soul. Some of the best southern breweries will be on site offering samples of their favorite craft brews. Among the breweries scheduled to be pouring are Jekyll, Monday Night, Red Hair, Reformation, Scofflaw, Sweetwater, Wicked Weed, and Wild Heaven. Tickets are $55 and include tastings of more than 70 craft brews, live music, and a full-size commemorative mason jar. The fest takes place at John Howell Park in Atlanta's Virginia Highland neighborhood from 1 to 6 p.m. on Saturday, July 28th. Find all the details at GreatSouthernBeerFest.com. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to AccessAtlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, podcast edited by Ryan Horn, music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin, and I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.